Thank you so much for joining me. I'm so excited to have you on here. I know this has been like a long time coming. We've been talking for a while. Like I remember I was, I went on vacation and I remember getting the DM from you and I was like, oh my God, yes. Tell me when. <laughs> so funny. I know there's just been so much going on, but I'm so glad to have you on the podcast, Abby. Thank you so much. So for those obviously that are new to, this is a new podcast we just started. But, you know, one of the things that I want to do in this journey is kind of bring light to different topics. And when I heard a little bit, and I don't know much about your story and your journey with um, being an infertility advocate and the whole thing, like, I just want to hear your your story. So you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Abby. I have a nine-month-old daughter. She literally just turned nine months old today, which is oh crazy. Gosh, happy birthday, yeah. girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I kind of announced on social media this time last year that I was expecting, and um, it just didn't feel completely right for some reason to just say, hey, we're pregnant. We're so happy. Just something in me, you know, everyone knows Instagram is such a highlight reel and I wanted to keep it real. So I spoke out about um, our infertility struggles and it was like crazy how many other people and girls that are going through the same exact thing. Um, And I just kind of have told my whole story about what happened and kind of how we conceived Avery and It's been absolutely amazing. Like I am so, I was so nervous to be open about it. And I've created this whole community of women that support each other and it's been great. So we found out, I'll kind of give a backstory of kind of what we went through. Um, It's a lot. So we, I'll start even back when we, when it all happened. Yeah. So we, um, I, was 16 when I got on birth control, which I feel like I'm in my later 20s now. So I feel like a lot of girls, especially my age, when you were in high school, you got on birth control. That's just what a lot of girls did. And we didn't really think about the consequence or kind of what would happen when you wanted to start trying. Um, So I was on it for 10 years. I was on the birth control pill um, and I took our last, um, my last pill on my wedding day (laughs) and we kind of were just me and my husband weren't actively trying, I'd say, but we were preventing and the first month went by and I didn't get a period. So I thought, oh my gosh, we're already pregnant. Like this is crazy. And I took a pregnancy test and it was negative. So, um, I was a little like, what the heck is going on? But kind of just brushed it off. And then a few months went by, still same story, no pregnancy and no period. So I started to get a little concerned, like what's going on with my body. And I uh, made an appointment with my OB and they did some uh, blood work and everything came back normal. And they kind of gave me the whole spiel of you were on the medication for a really long time. It could take some time for your body to reset. So I was happy and sad at the same time because there wasn't like a thing to fix it initially, but everything was normal at the same time. So I kind of took a step back and was like, okay, like I'll just see what my body does. And 
the same thing kept happening every month for, I'd say about 10 months. Um, I went back, it was no period and no pregnancy. So it was really hard too, because I wasn't getting a period. So I would just randomly test sometimes. Cause I'm like, I don't even know if I'm late. Um, so I went back to the doctor and was like, Hey, like I'm getting really concerned. I really want to have a baby soon. And I don't even know how to even start trying because I'm not getting a period. And at this point too, I was starting to take the, um, like cheap Amazon ovulation test just to see if my body was trying to ovulate. And it was, but I wasn't, it wasn't fully getting there. So I did show my OB all that info and they brought up the fertility medication called letrozole. So it's, um, a medication that induces ovulation. So there is a chance for multiples, which we were like, okay, like if this is what will get us pregnant at that point, like I was really, it was really consuming me, which I know a lot of people who are in the TTC community, it like every month just feels like an eternity. And, um, it's definitely, definitely stressful on all aspects of your life. Um, so, but we talked it over and we wanted to try it out. And at this point, like I've said, I wasn't getting periods. So they did give me a 10 day dose of Provera, which induces a period and that did work. And then I took, sorry, I'm going to like get into specifics because I know people that might be listening might be going through it. Yes. No, it's perfect. Um, I love it. (laughs) Um, so I did the 10 day dose of Provera and then I did, once I got my period, I got, um, I took five milligrams of letrozole on cycle days five through nine. So once I took that and I didn't have any side effects, I know some people who take Fomid sometimes have negative side effects. I did not feel anything, which I'm really grateful for. Um, So you're supposed to ovulate about seven days after you take the last dose of letrozole and um, I kept taking those cheap Amazon ovulation tests, just waiting for a positive and I never got it. So I was truly devastated at this point. I was like, what is it going to take for us to get pregnant or just get my body back to normal? Like I had no idea birth control could do this to me or, and I took birth control so early on in life that I really, I kind of forgot about how my body was before I was 16. I maybe had a period for a couple of years. And I, when the doctor was like, were your periods normal before you were on the birth control? I'm like, I, I don't even know, to be honest. Um, so the medication didn't work. So we thought, and then at that point, I kind of took a step back. I was mentally, physically, emotionally, just completely done with it. I was getting so consumed by it. It's, it was, I was talking about it with everyone I knew. Um, friends and family were so supportive, but I didn't know anyone specifically that had gone through it. So I had a support system, but not anyone that I like could be like, Hey, what did you do when you did when this happened? Or so it was kind of like a different, um, kind of support, but we, I told myself, I'm going to stop taking ovulation tests. I'm going to stop taking medication. I'm just going to kind of let my body rest a little bit. And then um, they, because my doctor wanted me to do another round of that same thing the next month. And I kind of was like, why would we do the same thing if it didn't work? Um, So I did take another 10 day dose of Provera just to, in my head, I thought, okay, 
maybe this will kind of signal my body to be getting a period every month. So I took the 10 day dose and um, my period never came. So I kind of was like, are you kidding me? Now another medication isn't working. And I came home and I was like, I'll just take a pregnancy test, I guess, because why, why is this medication not working? Wait, so and at this point, sorry to interrupt you, at this point no, you had no. not had a period, right? No, no okay. period besides, besides the month before when I took the first Provera and it worked. Okay. Um, so I thought it would work again. And um, so I took a test and I forgot about it. At this point, like I had taken so many pregnancy tests that I was just like, it's gonna be negative. And my husband went into the bathroom like an hour or two later and he was like, hey, what does two red lines mean? And I was like, oh. I just got chills. <laughs> Yeah, I ran into the bathroom and it was like clear as day positive. And oh. we, I looked at like my, my um, phone at the calendar and I'm like, oh my God, I think like it happened the day I stopped tracking everything. And <laughs> oh, I have full body chills. Like the way you yeah. just told that. <gasps> I was freaking out a little because I was like, oh my God, I just took a medication to get a period and now I'm pregnant and is that going to mess everything up? And yeah, it is insane. But the pregnancy was overall healthy. I had a few complications at the end, but nothing that would have to do anything with that. Okay. Um, but yeah, now we have her. Now she's nine months old. <laughs> oh my gosh. What a story. Well, I mean, we're going to backtrack and we're going to talk yeah, more about yeah. it. I but like, like lay it all out there. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is just so insane. So when we go back to the beginning, um, how long did you say it was 10 months from like you starting? Like what is yeah, the timeline? I'd, I'd say probably around like 10 months since I took that last um, birth control pill is when um, we conceived. Yeah. Okay. And then like throughout that process, what was your husband like? He was amazing. I was like, I was the girl that was like, oh, I heard this on a podcast or I watched this YouTube video and this worked for them. And, you know, he was kind of like, okay, like the main thing was I was the issue. So I was so obsessed with trying to figure out what was wrong with me or what, how can I fix me? And, you know, when you're on birth control for so long, you don't know how your body's going to react or you don't know how quickly it's going to take to get pregnant again. Um, so... I had no idea I was gonna even have these issues. And then we just got married and he was so, so understanding, but it definitely wore on our relationship because it's all I talked about. And he was like, hey, like, why don't you just like, let it go a little bit? Like, it'll be fine. Like, we don't need to conceive right away. And I'm like, I know, but what we want to, and are we gonna even be able to? Because I'm not getting a period. And so when the fertility uh, medication came up in our conversation with the doctor, um, he was like, let's try it. Like, if this will help, like, let's do it. So he was so, so supportive. But at the same time, too, I, if anyone is going through this, like, I get it. It really wears on the relationship as well. So do you have any advice for somebody going through it? Like, I I literally can not imagine, be, but I can imagine on just little things in life that consume your mind. But mm -hmm. do you, like, yeah, do you have any advice for someone? Yeah, my biggest thing was finding a group of people to talk to about it that are going through it as well. So I joined a ton of face, Facebook groups that um, – like involved in fertility. Um, I use the pre-mom app. If anyone wants to look into that, that's the one I, um, 
bought the Amazon cheap ovulation test and then you can take a picture and it goes onto that app and everything's on your phone. So you don't have to like keep the strips or anything. And they have a Facebook group. So I have met so many women on there. Um, I still talk with a ton that on messenger that are going through the same thing. And, um, yeah, my biggest thing is just trying to find a community, try finding someone like myself that's been open on Instagram and message them. I've had a lot of people be like, Hey, like, I'm not going through exactly what you're going through, but I know like you had a hard time conceiving, like, how did you stay positive or how did you get through it? And cause after a while, when you talk with your friends and family that are there for you, but they haven't actually gone through what you're going through, it's hard for them to relate and they don't get it. And then, so, and then they probably say things that could or could not be helpful. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like a lot of people are like, you just got married. Why do you want to get pregnant right away? And it's like, you don't, I don't need to explain to you why I want to get pregnant. You know, like it's just because I want to. Yeah. (laughs) And And some people are like, oh, you're so young. Or there's like so many things, so many options out there. It's like, well, I know there's options, but I don't want to do IVF if I don't have to, or, you know, it's, it shouldn't be like this. And then sometimes it's, they just simply don't get it. Yeah, or then some people will just say, well, stop worrying about it. The second you stop worrying about it, it'll happen, which probably is not helpful. Well, and that's the most annoying part about this story is because literally the day I stopped, not that I stopped worrying about it, but I told myself, you need to like cut it out. And then it happened. I'm like, of course, like that. Yeah, (laughs) I want people to stop saying that, but it did happen. But that's just a coincidence. So, (laughs) okay, so like, if I have a friend or somebody listening has a friend out there that is going, what is something we can say? I feel like just saying, what can I help you get your mind off? Like, do you want to go get drinks or do you want to go get dinner? Um, do you want to watch Bachelor and not talk about it? Or do you want to talk about it? And Like, I feel like my biggest thing with my friends is they didn't act like they knew what I was going through. They would say, hey, I have no idea what you're going through, but I know it's it's bothering you and I'm here for you as a friend, then trying to think of solutions for me, if that makes sense. It's like, I'm doing all I can. I'm doing the research. Just be a friend to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then, like you said, kind of just asking sometimes when being vulnerable enough to the people, these people, these people, meaning like your loved ones or whoever they are mm-hmm. going through it, like, um, you know, and just saying, what do you need? Like, I don't know. Even with, right. I come across this with, with death or, you know, those hard situations. Um, my aunt re- recently passed away and I remember so just saying funny. to my mom, like, what can I do? Like, I, I mm-hmm. don't know what to do. And the, like in these situations, it's so difficult. Um, and sometimes just them even asking, what can I do? And just say, like, you actually can't do anything right now. Then just be a friend, but thank you for asking if I need anything because sometimes when people try to like push into your life or like know too much, it's like, I just want to keep quiet about it. And some people are afraid to even bring it up. They're like, oh, they're not thinking about it. I don't want to bring it up. I don't want to act like I don't care. And so I think that's a really good way just to be like, hey, like, I don't want to bring it up. If you want to talk about it, I'm all ears. And I may not know exactly what you're going through, but I'm here for you. And if you don't want to talk about it, like, that's fine too. You just tell me what you need from me as a friend or a family member. And then, yeah, I mean, 100%. I think that's such good advice because coming from 
someone who, you know, your baby's only nine months old. So this is Mm -hmm. still pretty fresh for you. And for you to be able to say that is just so big. Another thing that I feel like now that we're on this topic, like when you saw pregnancy announcements through that time, or when you saw it, when you heard somebody that was pregnant, how did you cope with that? How did you? I would say I probably didn't cope with it the best way I should have. I had multiple meltdowns where I was like, how are they able to get pregnant so easily? And it's everything I want. Or you hear people that don't want to get pregnant again and they get pregnant and it's like, oh my God, I would kill to see two red lines. And um, it was really difficult. Some of the times I had to, like if someone announced they were pregnant, I had to unfollow or I needed to mute what I what they're posting. And sometimes you just need to get off social media a little bit if that's what's best for your mental health. Um, I It was really hard to see people that were kind of not undeserving, but you know they didn't really want to get pregnant and then they get pregnant and they're talking about how, oh, I didn't really want this, but I guess this is my life now. And it's like, uh, <laughs> like so many people struggle to get pregnant. And then I even had a struggle when I did announce I was pregnant and talking about my infertility journey and thinking like, oh, well, I didn't have to go through IVF or I didn't have to do an IUI or do any medication. Like it just was the pills. And I'm like, am I even like valid to be talking about this? But everyone's journey into motherhood is different and any type of struggle is a struggle and um, you should feel validated for that. 100%. I think that is huge because then I had scares later on with blood work. And so then I talk about that and it's like, but nothing ended up happening with that, mm-hmm. but it still was a horrible situation Terrifying. to go yeah. through. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Everybody does have, have their different journey that they went on. And it's just, it's just how you present it. And the fact that you are going out there and talking and shedding light because there are girls sitting at home right now probably listening to this or going to listen to this that are like oh my gosh this is exactly me or there is hope or there you you know to and I was that girl constantly just looking for someone that was similar in my situation like similar age or had no prior issues and now they can't get pregnant or they were on the birth control pill and now their body is completely messed up hormonally and that's something I think doctors don't tell you when you're 16 and you're like, I want to get on birth control. They just say, okay. And you have no, I mean, at least for myself, I had no idea what I was putting into my body. I was just like, okay, I'm protected. This is, this is fine. And then I just did it for years and years and years. And um, I definitely think that's something that needs to be more talked about in doctor's offices. I just think it's, it shouldn't just be like handed willingly. Well, it's funny that you say that because I'm sure that this happened to you at your six-week appointment postpartum. They're like, okay, oh, so yeah. what birth control do you want to start? And I'm like, none. No, thank you. Like, I didn't. No, I just and that's the thing, too, I want to talk about. I haven't really talked about it on um, my Instagram yet, but I um, I didn't really breastfeed. I only breast. I pumped for probably a month and a half, which I know some people say breastfeeding and pumping can delay your Uh, period from coming back um I got my period three months postpartum and I've had it every month oh my gosh so you just needed to have a baby to reset yourself I was gonna say yeah my body just reset I don't know how like (laughs) 
So if anyone's pregnant and has kind of gone through this, or I don't know if anyone's similar in my situation. So we obviously um, have not started trying yet. And I don't think we will anytime soon, maybe in like the next year, but I I'm excited for that time. Cause I feel like we're actually able to not plan, but like, it's not this, okay, we need to take this medication. Uh, I'm just excited to see it's kind of like a normal cycle, if that makes sense. Yeah, I 100% can relate to that because like I was saying, we didn't get that, let's try. And I was just telling one of my friends right. that who was trying and then they got pregnant um, and they had some issues too. Again, everybody has their journey, which is just mm-hmm. good for us to talk about. Like your situation was different than mine and mine's different right. than yours and it's whatever. But, you know, it is so exciting to be like, oh yeah, we're trying, like, let's do this, you know, as a team, like that is just such a cool thing, I feel like. Yeah, and I feel like, I don't know, when you're, at least for me, when I was little, like I always just thought of like us trying and then having that moment to find out together, or like I find out and I can surprise my husband, and I don't know, you just see all those stories, and I'm like, we didn't have that, but it's okay, like maybe the next one. I know um, one of my friends, the same thing, she wanted that too. And she found out just like in similar to your situation where it was like, no, we're not waiting. Like if I am, we're going to find out now. And she's just like, I wish I recorded my husband's face because it was so funny. (laughs) Yeah. I wish we would have recorded it too, but we had no idea that was going to happen. But I'm like, I would have loved to watch back and see our faces just be like, is that real? Like, and I took like 50 more tests for weeks. Like I was like, I can't believe it because thankfully my pregnancy, I didn't have, like have any morning sickness. I had a few few bouts of nausea, but like, I was, I like, I really couldn't believe I was pregnant because I felt so normal. So I kept taking tests. (laughs) Yeah. And then when did you stop taking tests? Like, when did you believe you were pregnant? Probably like, honestly, like eight weeks or nine weeks. Like we had a scan done. Cause at that point I was like, I don't even know when I, like, I don't even know how far along I am Yeah. because the medication didn't work. So why would I take a test? And what, and at that point too, I want to say like the medication didn't work. Um, I think it did. Like we don't necessarily know a hundred percent, but it didn't make me ovulate at the time you're supposed to. So I think I ovulated on like day 30. So if anyone's in the situation, I'm like currently talking to a girl who's kind of going through the same thing. Yeah. And she took the uh, medication and she's not getting a positive during that window when you're supposed to. And I'm like, just keep testing, like just keep testing because I got, I probably would have gotten a positive on day 30 or 31. And you would think that's when you're supposed to get your period. But my body was like all messed up. So, and it worked. We got a baby out of it. So, so when, so then, okay. If if people are in this situation, like when are you having sex in that? So when you get, if you're um, taking ovulation tests, if you get a positive, that means you're going to ovulate the next day. So people, everyone's a little different, but I personally say like, once you get that positive, like have sex for the next like four or five days. Okay. Just to like cover your bases. Did did it ever? <laughs> yeah, no, one hundred percent. I don't think your husband's gonna be mad about that either. So no. <laughs> <laughs> that's one thing you can't force them into. So, um, I wanted to ask, like, what? How has this whole journey changed you as a person, like, in going forward? 
It's completely changed me. I mean, I think everyone growing up, if you know you want kids, you never really think it's going to be a struggle and until it is. And I'm just such a more grateful person. I literally cannot imagine my life without her. Um, I definitely take into account now, like, posting about pregnancy announcements and stuff. And I never used, when I would see pregnancy announcements before we were trying um, and before all these issues, I never thought about like, oh, someone might be struggling to get pregnant and that might really like be a dagger to the heart. So what would you do? Like, would you not post one? At the same time though, like I feel like if you had a hard time or not even if you had a hard time, like it's a celebration to get pregnant and create a life. So I feel like there's a good balance in between. Um, And like I said, like if you are really struggling and seeing those posts and seeing that stuff is like really hard, unfollow the person or, or not, I think the right word, maybe mute their post or something or something to not see that every time you're scrolling. Yeah. So what, like what would be helpful for the people posting? Like, I think I've seen a lot of people say too, that like, we're so excited for this blessing, you know, we're so happy to be bringing another life in, but we want to remind people to like, if you're struggling, we've been there or we know what you're going, not, we know if, unless you haven't gone through it, but you know, we know it's hard to conceive sometimes. And we're thinking of all of you, if you're still longing for, a baby of your own yeah so just like kind of acknowledging so acknowledging, that like you should be able to be happy for yourself and your family but you know I feel like acknowledging really helps too I just think that that's such a a comforting thing for someone to see because it's not like I feel like some people hear that and be like well why do I have to if you're a little naive like why do I have to do that like I just want to post my post and whatever but mm-hmm. at the same time without a doubt, somebody struggling with fertility is going to be triggered by that. So if you can just acknowledge and a little bit at the, Mm -hmm. you know, in your post some way, I feel like that would be so beneficial. I think it really would would help even, yeah. I feel like if I'm looking back at myself, even a year from now, like if I saw someone post, but they acknowledged that like, hey, I know it's really hard for some people to get pregnant. And I really hope if anyone's like waiting for that, them like I'm praying for you too um but yeah it's definitely like a it's a line that it's it's hard it is it so is and so and I oh sorry no no, I, was gonna no. Say, I feel like secondary infertility is like way more talked about now too where people got pregnant really fast or easily the first time and now they're trying for a second and they're having a really hard time conceiving so even if you got pregnant the first time super easily not necessarily going to happen again what is like what was it like telling your family members in the beginning about it because that could be something hard for others yeah um i actually was so happy because um my i'm so close with my mom and she had known everything that was going on and um we i actually was with her that day and i was telling her how the medication didn't work and i'm like and it worked last month with just giving me a period. And I'm like, I'm so annoyed. Like, I don't get what's wrong with my body. Like what is going on? And she's like, maybe you're pregnant. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like there's no way. And then I came home and it happened. So we wanted to make it kind of like a special thing. So we have a chocolate lab 
so we made a bandana that said like big brother coming um march 2021 and we just had him when they came when we went over to visit, we just had it on him and they noticed. And I mean, they didn't know us right away. I was like, um, do you want to look at Lincoln? Oh, <laughs> like, my. But we told them right away. Everyone was so happy. And it, especially the friends and family that knew what I was going through and what we were going through. It was everyone was so excited for us. Oh my gosh. I just, mm -hmm. that is so, so exciting. And then yes. now your baby girl's here and how's she doing? She's doing great. She um, is eating away. I've, she is such, like, she has the biggest chubby cheeks. I mean, oh. I have a pretty round face too. So I'm like, girl, I'm sorry. Like I've seen your post. She is forever. a doll. <laughs> thank you. Thank but you. she, um, yeah, she's almost crawling. Like she's almost there. And she was born three weeks early, so I don't know if that, like, if she's a little behind. I mean, it's so hard not to compare because there's, like, some babies I see at nine months, and I'm, like, they're practically almost walking. And then I'm, like, oh, my God, she's not even crawling yet. Um, but she's she's doing great. I, I listened to your last podcast about the sleep, and I am totally 100% with you. I was, like, so on board with getting her on a schedule and sleep because – I can't live like that without like I know and I mean. it's just so crazy like I was telling you before after we recorded that literally that night Jagger wakes up in the middle of the night I looked at her I'm like girl did you know I was talking about how great of a sleeper that, you are yeah, that's literally what happens because I with the uh, daylight savings I was I've been last week I was like pushing everything back kind of like like uh, 15 30 minutes just to kind of like get her back on schedule so she wasn't waking up at like 5 a.m and Sunday came and she did perfect like woke up like at 7 30 and I'm like okay like I win mom award like that was amazing Monday she wakes up at like 5 15 I'm like oh my god oh yeah <laughs> because you heard me say that I was like I I did good the similar, similar thing happened to me. I was like, you know what? I'm not really going to change anything. I'm just kind of going to like stick with the time and like mm -hmm. let it, let it ride it out kind of thing. No, that didn't work. And I did the same thing. I was like, oh yeah, like she's so great. Which, on To be honest and fair, she didn't really, it wasn't a huge struggle for her, but I don't know what happened the other night that I was like, yeah, it, I, I was going to say, it's different every night. For most nights, she's perfect and doesn't wake us up. But there's those those few nights where you're just like, oh, my God, how did we survive the newborn stage? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, that could be a whole episode and season in itself. Yes. I feel like because surviving the newborns is, like, is crazy. But honestly, and you're probably getting to that now. And Jagger, she did start walking at, not like, nine and a half months. Mm -hmm. I don't. I tried to push the kid down. I don't know what happened. Like, seriously. You're like, please don't be mobile. <laughs> you are lucky. Like, I'm telling you, don't ever think, like, I want my kid to walk at nine months because you guys out there, I'm telling you, like, it is crazy. Oh, I know. I told my husband that, too. I'm like, you okay. don't want her to be mobile. I'm not going to be able to get anything done. <laughs> no. I, I, at the same time, you think you – it was hard with newborns, but at the same time, it's like, this is hard. Like, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Uh, there's every stage. I feel like it's like you you're in one stage. And you're like, oh, I can't wait till they can do this. And then you're in the next stage. And you're like, wait, like I should have appreciated this stage before because 
it was easier, not easier, but you know, it's just different. <laughs> so it's really, it's so crazy. So now that you have this perfect baby girl, Avery, she's literally so cute. Um, so you know how when you're, you get married and people are like, oh, when are you going to start having babies and yep. that whole drama, which is just, yep. you know, not cool. Um, and actually I never understood for the longest time until, um, maybe last year or like right before I had, while I was pregnant, I think I started to understand why it was so inappropriate to ask somebody when you're going to start having a baby. Like I literally was, I was so naive that I was like, people should know how many babies they want to have or when they want to start having babies. Like mm -hmm. I was just the dumbest yeah. person. And oh my gosh, listening no, to stuff and, like this. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like you have no idea if someone's been trying for a while. You have no idea if they miscarried. Like it's so common. And a lot more women have been speaking out about their miscarriages because it was so taboo to like even say that you had a miscarriage. Um, thankfully I have not, but you know, you just don't know when you're asking someone, Oh, when are you going to have kids? It's like, Oh, well you have no idea, but I just lost my baby a couple months ago. And it, it just brings back everything. And I, I cannot even imagine. So I was naive like you too, though, because you know, that's just a question when someone gets married, you're like, Oh, do you want kids? Or are you planning to have kids? You just, sometimes it's just like a conversation filler and people don't realize like, you should not ask it, you just have no idea what people are going through yeah and then i was gonna say so like people say that when you have your you know you get married and then you have a baby and then you know a little they get i feel like they the majority of people give you a little time then like oh when's the next one <laughs> yep I'm yep like, <laughs> yep i was gonna say and some people just want one like you know you don't realize how much work they are and until you have one yeah so or people that someone could say like oh I want five then they have a baby and then that's it they realize oh no I think one is good for us yeah. or something like yeah. that or even like that secondary infertility like they do want another one but and they're trying but it's not working this time so it's you just never know yeah it's it's really tough but I'm so glad that there are people like you and me, I guess, like talking about it and, and bringing awareness to it because I know for a fact there's going to be a lot of women and, and girls listening to this and mm -hmm. realizing that, you know, we're kind yeah, of Yeah, I just like hope this. to be relatable to at least one person and just show that it's okay to feel stuck or to feel defeated in it and you never thought this would be like your trying to conceive journey and um just know like it can happen try to stay positive and I'm always open to talk to anyone what's the biggest question you get from people when they reach out to you um I'm mostly like a majority of the girls that have reached out our stories are very similar so they want to know what worked and okay. kind of like specifics like I said like this certain days I took medication how much I took of it um and you know how do I stay positive? Like I, this is really hard to go through and you know, I don't have all the answers, but I'm always just the person like, yeah, like I, I've been there. I know it's a crappy feeling and you have every right to be sad. I was like, cry if you want to do anything that like gets your mind off of it. Um, try not to let it consume you. But at the same time I was there and I know exactly like I was reaching out to people and watching podcasts podcasts and YouTube and everything I could just to like see if I can 
do it by myself without having to go to a medical professional. What other things did you do before you went to the medical professional? Do you think anything helped? Um, I'm not sure, too. I did talk about this, but I took, um, I bought it on Amazon. It's called Vitex. It's like a natural vitamin. And um, I don't know the specifics of it, but it's meant to kind of reset your body hormonally. And I'm like, that's exactly what I need because my body is not hormonally set the way it should be right now. Um, so I actually started taking those like three weeks before I got that part positive pregnancy test. Hmm. So I don't know if it's like a combination or if it was just that or if it was just the letrozole. I really don't know. Um, but I mean, that's pretty cool because that, I mean, that's pretty cool. And that's helpful because there are probably people that are in a position where I'll do anything at this point and they're going add to cart order now. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, $12 for Amazon for it to work. Okay. <laughs> like I'll try it. Yeah. Anything at yeah. that point. I remember hearing like, don't drink really cold drinks because you don't want to like, there's just so or, many or like taking a bath. I mean, yeah, I mean, there. There's a lot of things people are like, my husband did this, or I, I didn't eat sugar. For, I mean, I kind of was like, I'm going to just try a few things. Like, I'm not going to go crazy. But at the same time, too, I kind of had a gut feeling that it was like the hormone thing. And maybe if I would have waited a little longer, my body would have resetted back. But at that time, like 10 months, it's like very concerning. I'm like, why have I not gotten a period Okay, like, This is just insane. That was another question I was going to have. Like... I was under the impression that doctors won't even talk to you until you're trying for two years. Why did I That's, think that? Um, it's usually 12 months that I've heard, but yeah, I was very persistent. Okay. I, I kind of, my OB, I was like, I can't wait another two months. Like we need to figure this out. Yeah. <laughs> so, but some doctors are very like, nope, like come back in two months. Um, so I, I mean, I shouldn't be saying this, but I know some people say that they've been trying a year, even if they haven't, just to get oh. a doctor to actually listen to them, Hey, <laughs> which is really sad. It's really sad, but, um, people don't understand, like, especially doctors, if they've never had issues like that, a year feels like a lifetime, especially if you're trying later in life too, which a lot of people, like I'm almost 28 and I'm the first out of all my family and friends to have a baby and it people are like you're so young to have a baby and it's like um I mean yeah I know like I don't think 27 was that young but like people yeah, are we're literally I, exactly like, the same age that's so funny really yeah so I think of it as like okay at 38 I'm gonna or yeah 37 whatever I'm gonna have a 10 year old that's pretty cool are you right and I'm <laughs> like 27 was the like sweet spot age like it worked perfectly for me but I know a lot of people a lot of my friends are like oh babies are not even on the radar right now like maybe in like five ten years and which is totally fine but like if you're on birth control for that long or any type of contraceptive and you get off of it and you're having issues it's it's like a double whammy with your age and your body needing to reset so yeah yeah so if you don't mind me asking like what do you do now like for us, yeah, I'm on absolutely nothing. Yeah, that's me too. <laughs> I, I, yeah, we've just been careful. Um, but yeah, it's been definitely like me and uh, my husband Abe have talked. Like, we have a daughter, so it's like, what if she wants to say she wants to get on birth control in like 16 years? Like, what do we say? So it's definitely something like I'm not sure right now. I don't know what I would recommend because 
it definitely prevented pregnancy and it was it was great for me but it did give me complications at the same time yeah so. wow you're way better than me because <laughs> i'm like hopefully stuff changes by then because i'm not even thinking oh I know I think I I thought about it like once and I was like oh my god that's like so far off like no honestly (laughs) I commend you do you want to know why and I just have to tell you so like to this day okay me and my mom have like a great relationship my mom is my absolute best friend in the world right but we my mom does not know that I have sex till this day nope no idea you had a baby nope nope (laughs) so that just gives you insight on like we never had any type of talks like that like that was just not a thing so like that's where I'm coming from but I know the benefit of being you know more open like you are yeah I need to be like that we don't we don't want her being a teen mom if we can prevent that so (laughs) and being open like you are is like definitely the better choice so I'm trying to take notes yeah (laughs) yeah I feel like I'm definitely gonna have to like teeter through like being her really good friend and then being a mom still because I'm like best friends with my mom but like when I was in high school like she definitely was my mom like I had to like you know she did a really good job of like keeping that balance so I'm hoping to do the same that you have that role that's so good to have that role model that's amazing I feel Mm -hmm. the same way Oh, well, I so enjoy. I don't want to keep you too long and then Avery wakes up for her nap. So I, gonna gonna say, like, I literally just heard her crying a little bit. You did? So okay. Perfect. All right. Yeah. We're going to go. I appreciate you so much. I loved hearing your journey. Can you just tell us like where we can find you? Um, so my Instagram is Abby Shinners and with an H and then um, same with TikTok. I've been posting a ton of all this stuff, all the specifics if you missed it are in one of the TikToks, I did like a five-part series of my infertility journey. And I'm always open to talk to anyone, DM me, and I hope this helps someone out there. It totally will. I so thank you, but I'd love to have you back on. I'd love talking to you. Yeah, I would love to be back on. Thanks for having me. Bye. Have a great day and say hi to Avery. Bye. Bye. <laughs>